0: Hi, Marco Werman. This is The World. The U.S. Supreme Court handed President Obama a major victory today. The court upheld the key provisions of the health care law, including the so-called individual mandate. That's the part of the law that requires most Americans to purchase health insurance or pay a penalty. In a 5-4 ruling, the court decided the mandate does not overstep Congress's power to tax individuals. President Obama hailed the ruling. Whatever the politics... Today's decision was a victory for people all over this country, whose lives will be more secure because of this law and the Supreme Court's decision to uphold it. The president also said the country can't afford to refight the political battles of two years ago or go back to the way things were. Obama's Republican opponent, Mitt Romney, had, as you'd expect, the opposite reaction. This is a time of choice for the American people. Our mission is clear. If we want to get rid of Obamacare, We're going to have to replace President Obama. My mission is to make sure we do exactly that, that we return to the American people the privilege they've always had to live their lives in the way they feel most appropriate. The debate over the health care law's individual mandate is a very American debate. In broad terms, it pits the collective good versus an individual's freedom to choose. For a different perspective, we turn now to Gregor Peter Schmitz. He's Washington correspondent for the German magazine Der Spiegel. Gregor, you report primarily for a German audience. What's your take on this notion of the individual mandate? Is there an analogy in Germany, you know, the freedom to pay or not pay for certain services?
1: Well, everything related to health care has always been a puzzle to a German audience or to a European audience.
0: You maybe. mean U.S. health care?
1: Right, yeah. because health care is really seen very differently in Germany, particularly, because it is seen as a right which uh, you pay for basically by paying your taxes. Germans reacted now positively to the decision of the Supreme Court. However, you have to bear in mind that even before they were somehow disillusioned with the scope of the reform, because still not every American will be covered. It's still hard to explain to Germans why one of the richest countries in the world Doesn't manage to cover all of its citizens, and why healthcare in America is so much more expensive than in Germany.
0: Gregor Peter Schmitz, thanks so much. Thank you. For another point of view, we turn to Saeed Arakat. He's the Washington bureau chief for the Jerusalem-based Arabic daily Al-Quds. So when we talk about the Arab world, Said, we're talking about oil-rich countries where the government does take care of the people's health care needs and poor countries where they don't. So how do readers, how do your readers in the Arab world understand the Supreme Court decision today and, and the public debate surrounding it? Is it just baffling and foreign to them?
2: Uh, In many ways, it is. On the one hand, you have the oil-rich countries, as you mentioned, where everybody is really taken care of all the way. So they send you to Europe, they send you to the United States if you're ill, and if you choose to do so, the government will step in, like in Qatar, and Kuwait, the United Arab Emirates, and they will foot the bill for whatever cost you incur. Then you had Egypt and Syria and Iraq under Saddam, where they claim to have socialist system with varying degree of effectiveness. In mm. Iraq, it was very effective because Iraq is also oil rich, and he could take from the public coffers and provide the people with good health care. In countries like Syria, they are obligated under the law to provide actually not only Syrian, but anyone that goes to Syria from the region, but being poor, it is basic and it suffers from a tremendous amount of disrepair.
0: Now, if you take a country like Egypt, for example, where there isn't really oil to speak of, I gather that a lot of people have to rely kind of on Islamic organizations to provide health services. And I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the rise of the Muslim Brotherhood, perhaps.
2: Indeed, it has everything to do with the rise of Muslim Brotherhood. A vacuum and a tremendous disrepair was inflicted on all public aspects of public life in egypt but especially health care so the muslim brotherhood was able to step in and fill some void not all the void but some void, especially in the poorer neighborhoods they were providing good health care along with food and so on for the really downtrodden and they garnered a great deal of support and as we saw this support was reflected in the elections of a week ago
0: Said Arakat, Washington bureau chief for the Jerusalem-based Arabic daily Al-Quds. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, sir. Some Americans worried about health care costs have been looking to Mexico for cheaper options. It's too soon to tell how today's Supreme Court ruling might affect that. But we can say this for sure. Medical tourism has been a boon for Mexicali in Baja, California. The small Mexican border town has seen a steady influx of U.S. medical tourists in recent years. Last year alone, 150,000 patients made the trip, looking to pay less for a broad range of medical procedures, anything from root canals to liposuction. Jennifer Medina's article on Mexicali's health boom is on the front page of today's New York Times. Jennifer, how did the medical tourism boom start in Mexicali?
1: It started pretty organically. I mean, I talked to one patient who lives not too far from the border and has been going there. He's about 35 years old and has been going there since he was a kid. Uh, But in the last few years, Mexicali government officials have really embraced it and tried to make it part of their tourism plan. And now you've got literally hundreds of doctors lining up trying to get more and more people to go Essentially, for cheaper and care that they argue is just as good as what they could receive in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, how safe uh, is the care when compared to most U.S. clinical standards?
1: It's quite hard to know. Certainly, when you talk to officials and doctors in Mexicali and, and patients, they will tell you it is just as safe. But there are not that there are no uh, accreditations that are the same as the U.S. It's a little bit difficult to know what infection rates are. It's really just a question of, are you willing, are you willing to take the risk? Mm. I think many people are quite willing to do it for a root canal, but might uh, have more hesitation if it were something like bypass surgery.
0: So who's making the trip? Is it Americans with no coverage? Is it Mexican-Americans who happen to be in the know uh, on the savings in Mexicali? Who is it?
1: It's all of the above and, and plus people from nowhere near the border. Um, I talked to people who have insurance but couldn't see their doctors quickly enough. I talked to people who have no insurance and are Mexican-American immigrants or Mexican immigrants who live in America. Um, And I talked to one woman who was from Oklahoma and went there for liposuction, what's called a mommy makeover. Mm. So it's really a wide variety of people.
0: Jennifer, do you know how the the U.S. government and and medical community, uh, do you know how they feel about this?
1: I don't think the U.S. government has weighed in too much on it, but certainly medical community is skeptical mm. of it. They will first argue that the infection rate risk is quite great, and you don't know what kind of follow-up uh, procedures you'll need when you come back.
0: I mean, you point out in your Times article that uh, those 150,000 patients uh, last year who went to Mexicali brought more than $8 million into the city's economy. I mean, given how much it brings to Mexicali, won't local officials only just, you know, try and grow the business there?
1: Absolutely. Mexican officials think that they will just try to capitalize on this more and more and more. And many of the hospitals, most of the hospitals that are doing this are privately owned hospitals that make a profit and can cater to whatever needs a patient has. One of the favorite anecdotes that people there like to say is that the nurses will warm your hand before poking you with a needle.
0: You can read Jennifer Medina's New York Times article on Mexicali's healthcare boom. We've got a link at theworld.org. Jennifer, thank you very much.
1: Thanks so much for having me.